and you can't fight the tears that ain't coming or the moment of truth in your eyes. I like to change the meaning of words to infamous songs to meet my personal circumstances, wants, and desires. I highly recommend this exercise applied to your favorite music. Almost tailor-made music sent, written, and inspired by above, for me and my mood. Music has been infused into my DNA long before me, and God willing, long after me. I was born with a minor ear deformity and completely deaf in my left ear. Truly, have never felt impaired or deficient except cosmetically, that's probably untrue, but for today, by the way, an actual Friday the 13th, this is my general consensus. I always wear my hair down to stop the stares or questions. I guess I have never liked unwanted attention and my answer as being involved in a gang-related fight, was completely unbelievable and didn't suffice as an acceptable answer, also, obviously untrue. People will believe anything and if there is remotely a hint or a small whiff of something salacious, the more time and attention will be spent, like there's no tomorrow and there's unlimited resources available. On the spectrum of socially acceptable, I am not entirely an introvert, nor antisocial, but somewhere there, I dwell. Had two close calls, where I almost went under Mac the knife. Surgically speaking a world-renowned ear, nose, throat doctor, also better known as otolaryngologist that was actually on Oprah, I consulted with and still could not follow through with the surgery. The other MD, I just had zero faith in achieving a good result. More likely than not, my decision was based on the appointment day consultation and from the physician's room window, I observed him depart from his vehicle as disheveled as one could be from a night's sleep. Basically, in that day and age and sadly it still holds true, there wasn't a way of knowing about the actual eardrum, until we were under anesthesiology and by then too late for me to object to anything. Therefore, I didn't care for the odds of being a quadriplegic. Literally, a hair trigger away from the portion of the brain that controls paralysis. The doctor tried to comfort my concerns and told me about a wonderful community that specializes in the care and treatment of quadriplegics. What would you do? I felt that my inconvenience of maybe having to ask people to speak up, or if I ignored someone because I didn't hear them was trivial. Compared to a massive impairment that would potentially put myself in far more risk. Thinking of the could-haves, was traumatizing enough. Statistically, the surgeries received have achieved amazing results, but I too have an internal statistician that has a tendency to be superstitious, or in real terms, extremely cautious. My father was more devastated about my hearing impairment than I, and had difficulty with my decision to, wait and explore other options. I know it had more to do with the ability to sing and play music, the wonderment of sound, and the universe of acoustics. Oddly, my right ear has always compensated for its sister ear, and I really have never felt disadvantaged when it comes to sound. How would I know? In fact, I have always felt superior to my attention to every little and enormous sound that engulfs my senses or enters my stratosphere. I have a huge library of music dating back to the backwoods of the 30s mountain music, today's auto-tuned, some stiff classical music to the jazzy trumpets of the 1800s, Beethoven also profoundly deaf, and even some Bach around town, and everything in between, up till this day. My ear, in my humble opinion, has a superpower, just like in the movie Lord of the Rings, where Gandalf has given a sword that lights up blue when orcs are present, and my ear does the same, except it lights up red. Actually, and ironically The Hobbit was the first book, I remember my mother reading to my brother and I, and what a saga. My brother has an uncanny and remarkable way of making impressions, 
So spot on that his rendition was so lifelike that when he crawled into my room and slowly creeped by the side of my bed, whispering, Precious, scared what little life I had, right out of me. I trembled under the covers what seemed like the entire night. He's super funny like that and not arguably the most hilarious in the family. I come from comedians, really, I'm still researching and trying to locate everyone. I'm 99% sure farmers and miners, definitely fishermen and seafarers. Oh, how I get seasick. Fish and chips though, is still my go-to menu item anywhere. Let me get back on track and be more precise in my outing of celestial influencers are categorically not in chronological order, three Geminis, one crab and a Swedish Viking Virgo, but genetically just discovered I'm mostly from England. The old country, and splashes almost everywhere surrounding Her Majesty and amazingly enough have the R1B1 haplogroup DNA on said father's side regarding his genealogy. That is said to go back to roughly 33,000 years ago. So, a good while. Luckily for me, my father actually tried to impart the history of those 33,000 years into, give or take, 28 years of my upbringing. However, entirely raised and birthed in California, only leaving home for quick jaunts across half of these United States. We stayed close to our California oasis and have traveled so many wondrous awe-inspiring places and so many phenomenal faces of untold journeys and times throughout my stay, thus far, that it would take the rest of this lifetime to tell you, but I sure would enjoy that endeavor. Just like Rudolph with his nose so bright, my ear always guides me home at night. I love that ear is in the word heart and if you put two ears together it looks like a heart and absorbs sonically, the quote, the ear is the avenue to the heart, by no other than Voltaire. I always adhere to the ear. I have countless memories where I either had, selective hearing, or just flat out misheard, which can lead to lively discussions or debates, at times. I can't take offense, but believe you me, many have. To be the most honest, hearing is a gift from God that opens a world of neuron mana or candy, sort of speak, for the mind, body, and especially the soul. Thankfully I can laugh about my hearing mishaps and enjoy immensely, the game heard around the world, what was that? And I don't want the world to see me, cause I don't think that they'd understand and in 1998 they really didn't. Long gone were the days of no doubt and being a Barbie girl. But what did remain was a jagged little pill logged in my throat. Long gone were the Catholic school days, yet I managed to maintain the attire of all black. Memories called bags, I would have to unpack thirty years later. Religiously and faithfully, go with my gram, to the cathedral downtown Sacramento. My younger, old stomping grounds and we would light a candle for St. Michael. Faithfully wore my cross instead of the metal piece medallion and tie-dye in the earlier time period of that same grungy decade. Gone were the blue hippie shades, sunflower baby doll dresses, platforms, and mood rings. I did keep the giant hoop earrings and given it any chance to wear something dangly, sparkly, and gaudy, the better. I'm still enamored with fashion, but the budget and closet space say otherwise. I entered a turtleneck, bohemian, velvet, Doc Martens, and pleather phase, that I'm not proud of in a really embarrassing way. Nothing more embarrassing than the 1980s permed, windshield style that gave windblown, hair-sprayed poodles a run for their money. And boy, we worked hard for the money. But that was a thing, just like head-to-toe jeans, beehives, mullets, and mop tops. I have, at one time, sported against every fiber in my being and usually, forcibly, against my will. I speak sarcasm but not as fluent as I once was, 
but if you pick up on the undercurrent of a dry sense of humor then you're probably Californian or from the South. I also have the bizarre gene or ability to pick up accents, probably to the dismay of the countries whose accent I'm butchering while impersonating. Luckily only a select few are ever privy to such impressions. Another gift divinely sent. It can be corroborated and is documented photographically in yearbooks all over the United States, but I really can only speak for California, and I definitely plan on elaborating more regarding the 80s. Only a select few will ever be privy to the complete truth, however, that heavenly symphony should only be orchestrated by God. The Maestro When everything feels like the movies, but in actuality everyone's living a lie. Fantasyland wasn't just a happy place discovered in a magical kingdom in Anaheim that I got to visit, explore, and treasure, but a delusion, a mindset that spread like wildfire many were fostering on the daily and could not or would not differentiate the two. Like a soulless thief in the night, robbing people of their true reality and slowly draining our joy, direction, beauty, and faith. Yet, I kept striving and trying to find what appeared like a cloudy mirage of happiness always off in the distance just out of arm's length or what I perceived as happiness. Let's face it, I even lacked the ability to define happiness, but like the Taurus, I am, bold my way through running blindly and with rage at times trying to escape just as the matador strikes another painful end, but for the grace of God, hopefully not a fateful blow. I haven't mastered anything just yet, but my thirst and curiosity is unquenchable, and unstoppable. Haven't flown or swung from the chandeliers, as of yet. Days still young. Goals are good to have. I enjoy studying and research, always have. Any time given to solve or unravel one of God's wondrous mysteries or just to reflect on magic, which is in this lifetime, is a pastime provided that I will never pass up. I inherited this gene from me dear old pappy and in my heart of hearts, know he would want me to pass the next generation, the same Olympic torch. It was dinner conversation to discuss heavy matters like religion, aliens, justice, society, and a lot of politics, all the while eating Chinese food. Just like the forbidden fruit, I was not to partake in soy, dairy, or any foods containing gluten in lieu of the apple or pomegranate, I've heard stories. Love to digest any bit of new knowledge shared like a delicious, donutty filled, sinfully whipped cream and drizzled or drenched in dark chocolate pastry. The family had a little creamery nestled in Cameron Park for a couple of years and there I dove into the culinary arts like a swan headfirst into water. You can create anything with a little imagination, sprinkled powdered passion, and a heaping cup of chocolate. Presentation is everything and the intention behind the presentation means everything. Recipes are the love notes sent from our ancestors to be enjoyed and shared. I take pride in keeping a secret and the trust of my character it conveys and there are many that should stay hidden not as many that deserve the light they desperately seek. Seek and ye shall find. Just like our trees and plants reach and stretch for the sun in the most miraculous of ways, that we overlook and take completely for granted, as if photosynthesis just happens in a New York minute. Studies actually show a flash of light can form stable three carbon precursors of glucose in only five seconds. Before, not long, instantaneously will be too long. Our coffee table Don Chariots of the Gods, Every National Geographic ever published, Zechariah Seachin's, Twelfth Planet and everything related and in between, but not the Bible. All conversations, however, that lead us back down the road to scripture. There was much debate in our household, if there was ever water on Mars and if in fact the face was constructed, or just a trick of the camera's all-seeing eye, or a snazzy coincidence like that thing in the brain that sees images, patterns, or formations, 
pareidolia, like in clouds. A yellow heart inside a lot of coffee grains. Debates like, are there extraterrestrials and is there such a thing as free will or are we predetermined and predisposed to our human experiment? Every conspiracy theory and whistleblower who, sang, like a canary, captivated and sharpened the blades. Anything and everything from the Nazca lines, paranormal activity, Delphi, the giants, the Nephilim and if it's, all true. You know, regular conversation that expanded the entire globe and all of time according to my dad and I on a given Tuesday, sunny and golden afternoon. No topics were off limits, and he shared a massive amount of knowledge with me. Our opinions couldn't have been more polar opposite, but he was an intensely wise and a heartfelt teacher. I infuriated my father at times with my belief in God and all things being possible. Thought I was gullible and naive and not in that language for a sweet childlike innocence that I held, should have been conveyed. Instead, dad was diagnosed bipolar disorder and had years of biofeedback alongside years of illnesses, symptoms from maybe an overzealous physician, or the umpteen medications prescribed. Spanning before us, every affliction since I could remember. One of my very first memories include a hospital and up until five years ago not a year could pass without having to experience a dreadful, sterile, institutional decor, death-looming, grief-stricken hospital. Just inundated with each memory of a hospital instead of Christmas or birthdays or just any day. Holidays being not off-limits, usually created a flare-up that went long into the new year, every year almost like Groundhog Day, the movie. Plus, additional minutiae would always hitch a ride along and compiled with everything else eventually caused a stroke, leading us all back into the hospital, San Juan Mercy. The battle raged on, and I took every insufferable moment I could have with my dad, knowing no human could endure this way forever. It has to be duly noted to the highest decree, dad was also one of my best friends, a true hero to me, and my mentor, a masterful guru. You should honor thy mother and thy father with as much love in your heart as possible, no matter the pain and circumstances. God's work will always be worth it in the end. Just a side note and thought and reverence to my dear father. Thanks to his genius, I graduated community college and went reluctantly kicking and screaming to Sacramento State University finally after receiving my associates in arts and sciences from Folsom Lake College. Folsom's campus was originally an extension of Cosumnes River College, a much bigger campus than the three trailers Folsom started out with. Nonetheless, my brother and I, were the first class and I'm sure there's a black-slash-white photo somewhere looking like the early 1800s gracing an office or storage box somewhere. Stingers up, was the phrase and the hornets were our game, in that day. I'm sure you can see the correlation and yes, a very aggressive insect is the mascot for said university and if you've ever been chased by one or your house envelops with them, prayer is all you have. Sony DSC I experienced parking wars as epic as they came, stalking students as they elude, they may have parked there earlier. Then the hunt takes off as you must keep your distance from the vehicle bumping a pedestrian a safe distance, all the while staking claim on their perceived and elusive parking spot. The anxiety this caused, and gas and time wasted took too long and just left me frustrated and late, which completely upped the chances of someone like me from feeling comfortable and secure. Instead, I left squealing my tires all the way home. We won't talk about my driving record either, but let's hope no one hears anything to the contrary. I'm a good, safe driver these days. Stories around that time started circulating through campus about female students walking to their cars late at night and creepers hiding underneath the vehicles ready to jump out and rob you or worse off violate a female's sacred space.
Women's rights were not what they should have been and it's not an open discussion. Condemned for your gender by your gender and guilty until proven innocent in the form of public opinion, essentially everywhere else that has ears. So, my cup-turned barrel of responsibilities had runneth over and my hopes diminished whilst my fears intensified, so, I bowed out of returning the next semester, ungracefully. Although I loved the grounds and traipsing through at warp speed, so not to be late after an hour of searching for parking, seemed like the best answer at the time and thusly ended my schooling, among other factors. Thinking this would only be a brief step away, took me down another decade from my pursuit of a bachelor's degree, and closer to the matters of the heart, home. It was many a year before I darkened the doors to the halls of justice once more. I don't want to leave on an unsavory note, but there's a difference between higher education and higher learning. No degree or certificate can make a person intelligent. I also would never want to dim the light of the hard-working, sacrificing, blood sweat and tears that it takes to achieve these degrees. You would be surprised by the individuals who graced those magnificent grounds and obtained their rights to an unfolding, ever-evolving future of untold glory ahead and hopefully producing change-makers for the entire good. And sooner or later it's over and the economy ebbed and flowed like the influx of beanie babies that hit the shelves like a tidal wave. For those unaware, or not yet born, beanie babies were a trend of small bean-filled, colorful, pop-culturally named, dust collectors. Like Cabbage Patch Kids in the 80s and Pokemon later, beanie babies made their mark too. Like the Jerry Garcia bear, and the ever-so-elusive Sammy Sosa bear. Gone were the days of stamp or sticker collecting. No one was picking up baseball cards. I was just glad the strike was over from 1994, but that strike loomed for years after, along with a string of steroid scandals galore. Comic books were for the nerds, and you should see those nerd salaries today. I so appreciate a good collector, and I have been blessed to know individuals who have so much dedication to a material bond. Some interesting and unforgettable collections I can speak of and remember, consisted of over a hundred or more Santas, cars, conks, horror and sports memorabilia, Disney everything, Thomas Kincaid paintings, dancing bunnies and to-dos, and strangely some echinacea wreaths that smelled of Christmas in July all year round. Many pretended it was historically the best, of course, we now know, that standard of measurement is apparently perspective and conjecture and hindsight many, particularly in Folsom felt an ominous presence coming, dubbed Y2K. They truly felt end of times were among us and that the world would halt, the year 2000. Townsfolk created underground bunkers, I believe already there, stockpiled essentials, and hunkered down in preparation for the apocalypse, in ancient Greece apocalypse is a disclosure or revelation of great knowledge. Creating a whole new meaning to the rock you crawled out from under phrase, so unlovingly lashed out to individuals a person doesn't like or want to be affiliated with. Folsom still consisted of long-reigning families that weren't too interested in the world of technology coming and so a shift in newcomers versus the old-timers began. The wave of computers, cell phones and fancy labels had finally hit this town like Star Trek visiting another planetary system. Speaking of sci-fi, now that went over like an androgen wash and the nerds that were birthed are the trolls of today, with no knowledge of this history or respect for the countless, exhausting and perilous journeys of the men and women who work to advance our civilization and the betterment for a thriving species. The individuals, sworn to a lifetime of secrecy, who didn't work for notoriety or rock star money or clout, but to earn a living to support their families. There were some perks or advantages to the incoming of intel, more ways, than one, like employment, 
and I had the opportunity to work on some unique projects that really put light on my future and if I had any say in that future. Bay Area homes were selling for highest recorded history in sales and young entrepreneurs were flocking towards either brand new or custom-built homes for three times the size and money. It was upsizing and upselling on steroids, pun intended. It wasn't rocket science, however, many were rocket scientists in their prospective fields. Intel was that company and with it brought this new way of culture everyone spoke of, yet I never experienced, so I guess it's safe to assume, I wasn't invited to that party or any others. Had to make do and create my own? It came down to if you were a temp or permanent employee and the two shall never meet as equals. Even at my tender and young age, I was over ultimatums, segregation, inequality, and abuse of power. Mind you, I was already worldly and traveled, been to SoCal a hundred times and Texas twice, plus a short stint in Oklahoma to name a few. If I had only known what was to come. One door closed, and a vastly different automated door emerged, with a remote and a keyless entry. Yeah, you bleed just to know you are alive in the day where there was a pill for every occasion and persuasion was here to stay for every day and twice on Sunday. I got stories that would curl your toes and the remedy that can unfurl those toesies. The medicine men drastically changed form and weren't peddling holistic practices much anymore, but laboratory, genetically modified, concoctions that I'm sure were Sumerian-inspired bellowed throughout every street, and street corner alike. Love Potion number 99 was on the shelves in Balkan on the rise. 99,000% more potent potables than we'd ever seen. Prozac for your lack of luster, and Xanax for too much fuss taken as prescribed by your broker three times a day, or as needed. Amazing how insurance will cover Viagra for the non-erect, but insulin isn't a given and you should all be aware of how much the actual medication costs. So, when you happily and ignorantly hand over your copays, the almighty dollar, ask your doctor what is prescribed for the affliction of being perpetually godsmacked. I had first-hand experience and obtained my pharmaceutical technician's license in 1998, an education of a lifetime grandfathered. In 1998, the keyword around Folsom, was speed, and the need for speed and not just the velocity referenced. Methamphetamines and steroids were on the scene like a sex machine. Kids I knew and hung around were using this nasty potion brew and had no idea what its contents were or the symptoms incurred in lengthy sentences, not just imprisonment. Lives were being lost and judgment day was on the lips and under the tongue of everyone. I lost many to its insidious devices and have surmised its pure concentrated sin. I have always maintained a liberal and compassionate standpoint on drugs and medication, but this wave was a tsunami of demons unleashed on the small-town America and we weren't equipped. We didn't have any knowledge about Pandora's box or who was Pandora. If said mythology occurred in this time period, would there be anyone who could shut that box tight and write? Cynicism kept us from being able to easily decipher the messages divinely sent. Circulating and percolating was a black hole of faithlessness, the size of Manhattan ever growing rampantly. The irony is not lost upon me. When everything's made to be broken and there's no warranty. Folsom experienced a couple of years like that, locusts rained down for what appeared to be totally apocalyptic, while just trying to grab a Starbucks or a feeling extra jamba juice, razzmatazz. That was my sustenance and had to hold me over till usually late at night french fries and coffee at Denny's while cramming the last of my neglected homework. I would rush home to catch the late-night talk shows or X-Files. It wasn't all doom and gloom. Rum underscore vivid. Oh, and you should know or at least made aware, 
I'm obsessed with the weather and everything it entails and one day if I can channel Merlin, we'll control it. If only, I could even learn to channel. My diabolical plan includes a comfortable summer breeze everyone will enjoy. The climate could range around a cool 68 and never over 90 degrees. However, I digress, the forecast then, was definitely cloudy, but the actual thunder and lightning hadn't made its roll through quite yet, unlike Garth Brooks reigning supreme and uncontested that decade and played in every establishment. He was at every wedding and funeral with the dance and blasting from every vehicle in Folsom on a perpetual loop, along with fan favorites such as Brooks and Dunn and the Judds, some Reba, and you gotta have faith, Faith Hill that is, just to name a couple, few. Honky-tonk noises escaped a smoky, poker-playing, bowling alley-type ambience. Engulfed every sense a person could evoke especially at what my dad would call a dive bar. I worked in the snack bar, bowling cashier, and my favorite job, karaoke host two nights a week. I was the karaoke version to the wedding singer at the same time as the all-time fave movie came out. I will name said establishment the Teehee Bar, because everyone was gossiping and drinking like no tomorrow, and tomorrow never felt as good as the night before. I got friends in low places sure took on another meaning and my dad so loquaciously told me, I needed a better class of losers, stat. Maybe dad was referring to my domineering, straying, boyfriend who later took on the law and the law won, or my three closest compadres, at the time who resembled the legends of the Grai. Also named the Grey Sisters and the Versides, who were three sisters that shared one eye and one tooth among them. Their names were Dano, Enyo, and Pomfredo or in this scenario, Debbie, soul sister turned betrayer, or Becca, co-worker, turned best friend, turned saboteur, or Mandy who I tried to be a senpai for turned into a succubus. Now, if we're discussing in terms of Shakespeare or Hollinshead's Chronicles, then they are referred to as the three weird sisters or wayward sisters who faithfully lead Macbeth to his demise. Just like the movie Titanic, we all went to experience together, our friendship that I thought was unsinkable, sunk. Thusly, those relationships alas went down in a blaze of no glory, but you should know, good will always prevail, no matter the cost. Let the violins play the hymn nearer my God to thee. Quite a few momentous events were made upon the Folsom Dam that Folsomites, a nickname my mother coined, used to be able to walk on, fish, and have a little picnic by the lake. All off-limits today, can't drive on or nearby the dam road and so those little excursions away for just a few minutes to the water cease to be no more. We would regularly explore the damn nursery and help to prompt my utter fascination with flowers and plants or anything that you can put in the earth, and it grows. Anyone else blown away by the sheer magnitude of God's wonders? Stick around, seek and ye shall find. My dad loved a good damn joke and I have inherited the same trait. Dad would haul us over to the nursery in a blue two-toned Dodge van upgraded with seat belts, with plenty of room in the back for lumber. Many a project involving decks, drill bits, varnishes, and millions of nails, screws, nuts, and every bolt imagined. If that didn't suffice, we then headed on over to the joists and there we can locate a hoist, to lift my enthusiasm off the bark or worse concrete slab landscaping. You can learn a lot of things from the flowers, specifically linguistics, botany, psychology and more deliciously floriography. Walk a little further past the petunias and off the beaten path, you'll find a glorious and showy flower called the iris. Iris is the Greek goddess for rainbow, and we all know, you can't have a rainbow without a little rain. She is depicted as being golden and beautiful with wings for flight and she is responsible for the gateway of messages. She's the OG of UPS. 
Companion plants for tall, dwarf, or bearded irises are as follows, columbine, blue salvia, coral bells, pyrethrum, narcissus, lilies, phlox, and chrysanthemums. Can you receive a message via smell? Smells are managed by the olfactory bulb and it's just a great name for the place in the brain that sends data to the other areas of the body's central command system and studies are demonstrating that scent triggers more emotional memories than images. Imagine that, smell you later. One single rose can open a floodgate to the memories held by the senses of the mind. I just want you to know who I am, and I want to introduce to you an earth angel that changed my life forever. His name was Dennis and he casually walked into my life by bringing a slip of paper with the name of a song he wanted to sing, Crazy Little Thing Called Love. Dennis, looked just like Brad Pitt in the movie A River Runs Through It and he was a self-taught, outdoorsy type, musician, and masterful artist. Dennis and I fell in love overnight and we shared everything together, especially for a couple of years, a haunted apartment, an insane trip to Reno, and some bone-chilling memories. We saw the movie City of Angels together and went to the actual City of Angels, together. We were irony at its finest. He was eight years older, and a sign of good luck since my parents were also eight years apart. He was earthy and kind to me, probably the most compassionate person in my life up to date and his mannerisms were completely foreign to me. He wasn't sexist or in competition with anyone. We planned to be children's book authors and had creative characters like Leaflet and Lemon Drop and their magical, enchanted friends. Included would have all our illustrations, maps to hidden lands, and creative artwork that could jump off the page, he so expertly and lovingly created. Of course, most of our stories seemed creations just like the Smurfs who were childhood cartoon programs, that I treasured. He painted exquisite murals on coffee bars and restaurant walls and was amazingly crafty. He made our kitchen table from scratch one weekend, and then spent time turning that table into a starry night scene. He made my mom two ceramic figurines of our dogs, Daisy and Bunny on Christmas. He was remarkably talented and an ethereal being. Also, extremely sensitive to light and no one understood his dark glasses at night ensemble and was mistaken for Ozzy, which he loved. His family was godly and devoted to the Lord, in a quiet, non-threatening or judgmental way. They loved him immensely and it was until, what felt like a thousand years later, that I saw online a tribute page to honor his beautiful memory. We discussed all life, God, and our future. We stayed together until hell drove us apart and the Christmas of 2000 was our last. By New Year's we separated, mainly due to financial reasons, the Sisters of Mercy, chain-smoking, and binge-drinking. Started off the new millennium on a baritone note by calling off the engagement and moving back to my parents' home. On April Fool's Day, I suffered a miscarriage and that same day was the last day I laid physical eyes on Dennis. He actually moved that day to his family's home in Northern California. Almost five months later and one distant phone call in between, Dennis collapsed at his sister's house in Red Bluff, California and passed away. Dennis had a beautiful, angelic voice and to my forlornness, Iris was the last song I heard him sing. This material, content, and names are all fictional characters. This is a disclaimer for anyone who needs one. All material is copyrighted and for enjoyment purposes only. I will be adding photos, blurbs, and snippets, as I go along. Thank you for your time reading, and please visit again, for more haunted history, secret messages, and time capsule memories. God bless.